1: It's everything you need a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started today.
2: And India whacks one to left. Hit a ton. Way back. Gone. Oh my God. God.
0: Hey, this is John Sadak, TV voice of the Cincinnati Reds, and you're
2: up for Late Night Reds Talk.
0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome to this week's edition of Late Night Reds Talk. We're so excited to talk about the Reds with you, the fans. Thank you so much for tuning in, whether you're tuning in live with us here on YouTube, which you can do every Wednesday night at 9 p.m., or if you're listening to us on Spotify or Stitcher, or maybe pretty soon, Apple Podcasts. We're working on it, but I am Tim Daniel. I'm very excited to be here, as always, talking with my crew, my guys, Red Lake Nation man himself, Nick Kirby.
1: What's going on? i uh, thrilled to talk about the Reds on this big one-game win streak. Let's go, yeah, baby. Buddy. Let's do it. I like it. And of course,
0: former Major League pitcher, Mr. Fishing in the Sun today himself, Carlos Guevara. What's up, buddy?
2: <laughs> What's going on, guys? You feeling good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm ready to roll.
0: I know you are, man. I know you are. All right, so let you guys know what's kind of coming up on the episode today. Obviously, while you guys interact with us, we're going to be touching base on this past weekend, you know, the San Diego series, the split with the Twins. Obviously, a lot of that's going to be bullpen woes and frustrations going to be coming out. Uh, we're going to talk about – we got a fan question we had on Twitter this week uh, that I we got a lot of awesome answers on, so I'm going to answer some of the uh, – read off some of those answers. And we'll see where the rest of the road takes us. But, guys, obviously – You know, the series against San Diego speaks a lot of volumes about where this Reds team's at right now. Um, Let's start with the good. You know, like two games, they should have had one. Um, They were, you know, the ninth inning comeback on the Thursday night game when Tyler Stevenson and Jonathan India, the rookies, lead them back, give them a two-run lead going to the bottom of the ninth, and they blow it. Uh, Who blows it? The bullpen. And then Saturday, Wandy's. no, was it Friday Wandy was Wandy's start? No, Friday was Tony Santino's start. Wasn't very good. Had to rely on the bullpen to throw a lot of innings that game. They they lost by six runs. Saturday, they're in the game. They play really well. Once again, same issue. And Sunday, they come back. They're down 3 0 in the ninth. They make it 3 2. But, you know, Luis Castillo has one bad pitch. The rest of the game, he's outstanding. So, what the point I'm making here, and let's obviously not forget the Twins game where they're up in the 10th inning and They go for seven hours, which is a work shift for most people. And they lose that game as well, starting with Sean Doolittle in extra innings. So, guys, I'm going to play a little devil's advocate here. I feel really good about this team in the line as far as like the starting lineup every day. I really like the rotation, um, you know, even with Sonny not back yet. But we know what this team's flaw is. It's been pretty well known. It's the bullpen. It's shortstop. But this bullpen thing. It's just like, like, what what did you, Carlos sent us in a text and a hashtag, the waiver wire boys is what this is becoming Um, to the point where Monday night, Josh Josh is pitching two and a third for us. And we're going, oh yeah, this is cool. Yeah. I mean, this might work. Yeah. This guy who has a career five ERA, Um, Jeff Hoffman had a rehab start in Louisville yesterday. And our thought process is, you think he can get two innings in the bullpen for us? Yeah, probably. Sure. Hopefully. Okay. And. We're. I'm texting Nick, like, hey, can we trade for this Pirates reliever to fix this bullpen? So these woes really stood out. I felt really good the fact that the team hit with the Padres. I thought, I mean, we've seen them hit all year. Don't get me wrong. So it wasn't anything that would be shocked. But to know that if it comes to a slugfest, they can hold their own is exciting against the National League's best teams. But for the love of God, like, I, it's at the point where, like, I mean, yesterday, Wade Miley went seven innings. He was terrific. He left with the five-run lead. They need a title when to bail him out the ninth inning homer to give him a three-run lead. So we've been talking about this all year. You know, we're what, 70, 72 games in. Good news is they're 500. They picked a game up on the Cardinals today as they go a game above them in the standings because the Cardinals got swept by the Tigers. They're in third place or four and a half out of first in the middle of June, in the late June. That's great. You know, you're, you're in the fight. But at the same point, we're relying on Sean Doolittle to get major outs right now and I say we just because we care too much as fans and Carlos played for the Reds so he can actually say we um but guys this is at what point do we say we've had enough with this
1: I mean I don't know when the Reds are 500 I'm never gonna get too 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 down on it on the team uh I've seen a lot worse That that's yes. for sure um, I don't know. There's so many, so many thoughts. I, 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 I know i got a lot of flack for it. I love the Padres series was fun. You know, it was it's weird to say, you know, getting swept in a four game series was fun, but every game, except for, uh, uh, Friday night was, was, was entertaining. The Reds fought the Reds, you know, looking like you belong. It's a very over overrated, you know, cliche term, but they, they look like they belong this weekend. um, and this this team man, they, they never quit. Um I, I think you have to you have to first you have to separate um Tuesday's uh, blown save with the others because Tuesday's blown save is a, is a, a blown save that's gonna happen to anyone because it was Lucas Sims and TJ Antone. You know, you're gonna have those, even if you have six great relievers, they're not gonna every single time come out. And dominate. They're going to have bad outings. And so it's it just it, the bullpen's never as bad as it seems. And when it's good, it's never as good as it seems. That's just, I think, kind of the nature of, of bullpens. Um, I think the red shortstop situation is just as bad as the bullpen. Um, I know the bullpen feels worse. Um, I, I know, you know, uh, that's the last thing you see, that's what you remember. Um, but think of some of the games the Reds have lost three to two or or, or five to four or, or, you know, anything and everything in between. The Reds are just getting no offensive production from their shortstop. And every piece of your team adds up. Um, and I think that's as big of a discrepancy as, as the bullpen because you go trade for a reliever and he falls apart for no reason. It, it like, like he could be in Amir Garrett, for instance, this year who no one expected him to be this bad, you know, so I, kind of one of these things, you know, take the good with the bad and uh, um, beat Atlanta this weekend.
2: Yeah, with with the bullpen, man, it, it's tough. It's, you know, we try to be really optimistic early on, but, I mean, at this point, and, you know, it's only going to get maybe probably a little bit worse, um, you know, for certain guys that are, you know, with this, you know, sticky band that they can't use anymore. That's, that's definitely played a role in some of the pitchers in the bullpen. And you can tell balls are getting away the up and in, they're really not hitting their spots anymore. That's a, that's a real, that's a feel pitch to go up and in right on, right. Um, it's kind of dangerous. It, it makes me really nervous whenever I see a fastball being put up into a right-handed hitter um, with certain relievers um, in there. It's, it's, it's a major factor. Um, it's hard, to put, you know, to, to quantify it or it's hard to put a, like a finger on it and say, hey, you know, um, ever since they banned the substance, you know, spin velocity has gone down. You can point that out, but you can't really say, okay, what about location? You know, we're we setting up low on the way and we're hitting up and in and we're getting away with it because they're hitting a pop up. But so all of a sudden those numbers look like the, you know, pitcher's throwing well, but he's, he's really not like that's, where like, uh, you know, scouts come into play the old school scouts. Like they can see, you know, a pitcher's not really top of his game. He might be getting some outs, but eventually that's going to catch up to him. Missing spots, stuff like that. That's what worries me the most, you know, out of the up and downs struggles that we've had in the bullpen is this lack of, of hitting spots, um, not only with fastballs but with breaking pitches as well so that's my my most concerning part right now and it's going to be there's going to be a learning curve you know learning the baseball over again for some of these relievers and and then it's probably the hardest because they don't throw as many pitches as you know what a starter would throw and get to feel the baseball a whole lot more
1: yeah i mean i think every almost every situation with the bullpen um it, it it's all started with a walk like 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 Ryan Hendricks, when he came out of the bullpen, uh, that, that thrilling game on, 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 on so, you know, baseball
2: over again for some of these leaders at the it's probably the hardest. Because sorry. Many Technical difficulties. As, you know, what a a of
1: okay. Sorry. It was, I was getting an echo. Our YouTube stream was not working, but it, it kicked on. So sorry, that's my fault. No, I, no. I all, all, good. all good. So, <laughs> so if you're joining us on YouTube, chime in and yay, we're here to glad to have you. And, uh, You'll hear the first part when, uh, when we post it later. Um, I don't know. Where was I? Um, but, yeah, I mean, Ryan Hendricks, he walked the first batter. You know, I think for me, that's always – that's worse than the home run you give up. You know, um, that that's just the, the, the kind of stuff that, that you, you, you can't do, you know. And, and you know, you're, you're going to walk, guys. It, it happens. But um, just so many of the Reds' issues with the bullpen, it all starts with a, with, with a, a free pass.
0: Yeah, so, I think that.
2: I think what's a part. you know the Reds, what's making Reds fans you know most irritated with the bullpen is knowing that you know ownership isn't helping, and then number two, these guys aren't being consistent, like top to bottom. There's no consistency. So with a two-run lead in the ninth inning, we should feel pretty good about getting a win. Right now, it's gonna it takes three or four to be up in the ninth for you know Reds Nation to be okay we can get three outs. We can, we can win this game. If it's within one, two, three, it's like, Oh gosh, we're we going to get no matter who they run out there. Yeah. I mean, I hope you hope Anton
1: coming back will, you know, will help help solidify that. Um, you know, Sims had been pitching really, really well up until um, on Tuesday, I got the Reds out of a big jam on Monday. I know there's a lot made about him not pitching that second inning, but I think he might be getting a little, you know, fatigued. I know, you know, Carlos, you talked about that with with, with TJ when we were talking about how you use him. And, um, um, you know, Lucas, I think I I think I looked it up and kind of calculated. I think he's on pace for for like almost 70 appearances and like his career high is 40. And then, you know, last year was the COVID season and uh, he had even less of a workload. So, I mean, that stuff's going to all factor in too. You know, I, I think the thing you got to remember with with the the sticky stuff is that I think it was an article in Sports Illustrated. It was like eighty percent of pitchers are using this. So this isn't only going to affect the Reds or maybe the right. Reds pitchers that we think might or might not. Um, it, it's going to affect all of these teams. Um, I had on the the, the Phillies and uh, who were they playing? The Phillies and Nationals today. <laughs> Neither one of their bullpens get anyone out. Like you know, <laughs> The final was like twelve to eleven. So you know, a lot of these problems, they're not you know exclusive to the reds as much as we want to take ownership of of how how painful our team is uh, a lot of this a lot of teams in baseball are, are going through this unless you're you're the milwaukee Brewers, but you have to watch a lineup that can't ever score so yeah take take the good with the bad
0: pick your poison there for sure yeah because yeah. i mean you meant you make reference so today the angels and the giants won extra innings and the 13th the angels bullpen gave up five runs so, you know, like, it, it, it's, it's every team that's competitive, basically, except for like you said, the Brewers need bullpen help, the Yankees need bullpen help, and they have Chad Green to roll with Chapman, you know what I mean, like, so it's not like this is just a Reds thing by any means, but it is also kind of like, you know, I think that, I think the thing, you know, like Carlos said, the, you know, front office isn't helping, but also this revolving door, and I get it, it's 162 game season, guys go in and out, but we're like seeing new guys pitch for this team like every few weeks right now. And I understand you're just trying to find like, you know, something that works, something that fits and you're looking for answers, but I think that's a lot of the reason that people are so frustrated. So like Carlos said, there's not a lot of consistency here. You know, Anton was out for a while and then he comes back and obviously I, you know, has one bad pitch, but um, other than that, I think it's just kind of been more, you know, just kind of looking for that those guys you can rely on more than just those two being Sims and Antone. So I don't know. Um, obviously, there's a lot of guys that, you know, teams are going to be looking for bullpen help. I know teams like the Pirates who have guys are going to get calls. I don't know if they'll make those moves. I doubt it since they're trying to put something together for their future. But um, other than that, man, it's a slippery slope right now for the bullpen. I'm waiting for R.J. Allenies to get his call up again and get a shot since he's in Louisville right now.
1: It, I didn't even know he was still, still on the team. Oh.
0: Didn't either. So I looked at the box score <laughs> today and saw that uh, I know, I saw he, was, he came in for 100 green. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I mean, I, I don't follow other teams in their, their minor leagues very closely. I, I don't know how many other teams have, have a Lorenzen, have a, a Hunter Green, have a Nick Ladolo uh, you know, close. I don't know. I mean, does every team have that? Maybe it might. I, I don't, you know, I, it's just, it, it's one of these things. I mean, the Reds got to get something, someone, I mean, just, man, just please just go get one bullpen arm, one average, just to like, you know, throw reds fans a bone <laughs> yeah, please
0: yeah because i remember i mean we're not asking for like the jonathan broxton sean marshall rolled as chapman by any means.
1: <gasps> those days
0: god but like something you know something
1: yeah we complained about logan Drusick being like our our sixth best reliever uh, and <laughs> i mean uh, how spoiled we were <laughs>
0: i know <laughs> yeah for sure um you mentioned shortstop and you kind of discussed the issues there. And I think that's another thing we've just discussed, you know, forever this year. So um, we saw, you know, I did the, did you hear podcast last week? And they asked me about potential shortstops and, you know, we talked about Andrelton Simmons, who we just saw for two games and had some really nice plays there and, you know, fairly okay hitter. I don't know if I necessarily say average Nick might know better than I do there, but he's slightly below, slightly below. Yeah. But this whole Marcus Simeon thing is really coming up again the last few days because he had that incredible May month. And I've noticed it's been talked about a lot. So, shortstop, I think, is very interesting. Um, obviously, you know, unfortunately, Wander Franco is not being caught up to the Reds as great as that would be for the next, you know, I don't know. Maybe the Rays will trade to the Reds. They trade everybody. So, not holding my breath by any means, you know, in five years.
1: But I hate to see that package. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I just don't you know it's another thing too where like you just got to look around and I know Trevor Story comes up all the time we've talked about Trevor Story since March Um, and we've said like look I would not hold my breath for it by any means but I think Simmons makes a ton of sense because I don't think the Jays are going to move Semyon, and I don't really know what else is out there like you know do we want to try to see if Oakland's going to give up Elvis Andrews because he's a disappointing year not really interested in that
1: I mean I, I I think Trevor's story is a lot more attainable than I think people would think. I think, you know, Trevor story as a one-year rental five years ago, probably would have cost a lot more than he costs now, but teams just in general, don't give up those, those huge, um, you know, exorbitant packages for rental players. So the price is down from, from what it would have been, um, and then I think, you know, a lot of other teams, you know, I, I know the, the Reds are the, the worst team in baseball at, at cutting money, but they're really not, you know, a lot of other teams have too. So a lot of other teams aren't going to be wanting to take on, you know, salary, you know, so I, I don't know. I mean, I think he's, he's more attainable than, than you might think. Does that mean I think he's going to go to the Reds? No, <laughs> the chances are very, very slim. Um, but there's plenty of short slot options if you would just, you know, go out and and, and be willing to take on a little bit of money. I mean, Andrelton Simmons, you know, Kyle Farmer, I think he's probably a slightly above average defender, Um, but he is legitimately probably the worst or second worst, you know, offensive shortstop. Andrelton Simmons is probably the best or the second best defensive shortstop. And he's probably a slightly below average hitter. I mean, that's quite a big gap when you put those two together um, um and, and I think that, that really w- would be, you know, that's like adding a bullpen piece. It doesn't feel like it because it's, it's, you're still going to have these games you know that are blown, but you might win some of these three, two games that you're losing. Um, and, you know, just if you, if you have that and, and, you know, Simmons would help out the pitching because of his defense, you know, and he's gonna, you know, you saw late, late in uh, the game Monday night, he made just a absolutely ridiculous play. I mean, that stuff helps your pitching staff. So, um, I mean, I think he's, he's just a guy that it seems so easy for the Reds to go get if they would just, just be willing.
0: Carlos, what say you, my man?
2: I had, I don't know much about the, the shortstop market. Sure. I mean, whenever I saw Andrew, uh, um his swing the other night that fastball that like two feet above his head and he just he went and swung (laughs) at it like a fly with a fly squatter I was like oh no this is the guy that Nick wants no (laughs) not necessarily that I
1: want I think it's more of a need than a want yes (laughs) let's clarify that
2: sure 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 yeah Yeah. I'm not not laying awake at night dreaming about
1: Andrelton Simmons let's be clear
0: it's it's like replacing the filter in your furnace that's what anderson simmons is for yes this. yes it's very needed though it's very important
2: yeah you don't want to <laughs> do it every
0: month but <laughs> yeah i know man um i would I, I don't yeah like I, I joked when we had Chad Dotson. like we're we're talking about this but it's gonna be like what if we could like they're gonna get like kevin newman and we're gonna be like oh god damn it really you know like that guy It yeah. just can't be a Gino again. It just can't. It just no,
1: can't. No. Uh, yeah. I mean it's stock has solved be. their their problems there, I guess, for now. Um,
2: uh, yeah. I saw your yeah. I mean, when I, is he even eligible to come on? You went on the 60?
1: He went on the 60. I, I think it's in the July. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it's yeah. a he's a ways away. Um, and I mean the interesting thing is they're not gonna see a lot of them before the trade <laughs> deadline. So no. How does that factor into everything?
2: Um, That's the the part that me the most is with you know with with um, management said about you know we'll wait and see once the guys come back. But like look at all those games they're throwing away right now that are winnable. Like go go get a shortstop, go get two, you know slightly better bullpen arms. Like get that now because these games now matter just as much as as the ones in September like these games are important especially the ones that are winnable and they're hitting so well like get them in now don't wait to see because those are games that are lost
1: yeah i mean i think the thing you do the the caveat to that is you don't see a lot of trades this time of the year and i think that's that's not just because of you know teams don't want to do it it's because you know the teams that are are holding on to a player like like um you know, let's say like the, the twins we just saw uh, Taylor Taylor Rogers, or that's his brother, whichever Rogers it was. Um, like he's a he's a hot commodity that a lot of teams are going to want. Um, Reds call them right now. They're going to have to completely blow away the Twins for the Twins to say, yeah, let's just trade them right now. They want the 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 market competition um, of the deadline. You know, there's probably a lot of other teams in baseball yeah. um, that are right now saying. Are we buyers? Are we not? You know, they were like, well, let's wait and see. So, you know, I, the Reds, let's not, let's not sure. Cause the Reds missed their boat in the off season. That's when they could have done it really from, from once the season starts until, you know, mid July, it's really, really hard to, to, to pull off a deal without overpaying. And we certainly don't want the Reds to be overpaying for guys right now, um, you know, on a, 36 and 30 16, you know, so it, it just kind of, yeah. I mean, it's they
2: curious. are kind of
1: stuck. The Brewers did. I mean, the, the Brewers did, uh, you know, that's, but there's, there's not a lot of them, you know, and I, I guess the Rays felt like that yeah, was a trade and that was a trade between two contenders also. So that I think is a little bit different than when you're talking about a trade, you know, where one team's like, like the twins are not a contender. You know, I think it's a little bit different, you know, in that sense, you know, I'm not saying it can't be done. And I, I I would hope that, that that Nick crawl is beating down every door right now trying, but I think it's easier said than done to pull off a trade right now, just because teams are, you know, they're going to want, want that, that competition on the market.
2: What did did the brewers give up a lot or I I don't, I have no idea. I they, they
1: Like, the trade generator which you know people love or hate said that the the Tampa Bay Rays got absolutely fleeced on that trade um i have a hard time believing that yeah that the, the rays got, fleece. got fleeced on anything so i don't know um um it just the, the, it was that's one of the most bizarre trades i've ever seen i i just i can't like wrap my head around that's all that it costs for uh, uh, for, for Adamus, and, and he's playing like a stud for the Brewers he's probably like their second or third best offensive player right now yeah I'm looking at shortstop OPS leaders right now
0: and it's like all guys the Reds just do not have a chance of getting you know it's like obviously Tatis that's never happening Xander Bogarts that's not happening Bo you know like it's just not you know like so like Nick said they're looking more it's got to look more like a you know a little filler guy who, like, might hit for a couple weeks and get hot and be good enough to get you guys in the postseason run. So um, I hate to break it to you guys, but the Blue Jays are not trading Bo Bichette to the Reds. I wish they were, but I don't think that's happening.
1: Freddie Galvez could be a guy. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's, like, that would just be, like, a, a real kick in the gut, you know, like like you could have just kept him.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but, like, like the the Baltimore Orioles are, like, the perfect example of I have no idea what the Reds were doing. Like the, the Orioles knew they weren't going to compete. Freddie Galvis was a one-year player, but they signed a guy because they're like, you know what? We can't let our pitching, our young pitchers, not have a competent shortstop to to field the ball, <laughs> you know. And so they were willing to pay for 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 Freddie Galvis, you know. Just I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I'll never understand it because Freddie Galvis cost three million. It wasn't right. It, it wasn't you know like I can say you know like. I think they should have signed Marcus Simeon. I screamed for it all winter, but okay. 20 million. I get it. Like if you say you don't have that money, whatever, but like 3 million, like just go get Freddie Galvis. Like, I don't know. Maybe he hated Cincinnati. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Not a skyline guy. He hated sky. That's <laughs> what it was. But they served to him every game, pregame. Yep. yep. Okay, I'm out. I'm out. going to Baltimore.
0: I <laughs> got some hell of barbecue in Baltimore, man. Good shit, Carlos. Oh, did you see the blue? they also speak of the Orioles? They got a they got a knuckleballer now. Did you, did you ever play with a knuckleballer? I'm curious.
2: No, I don't think so. Did you
0: ever practice it? Did you ever try to learn it?
2: Of course, every everybody <laughs> who's ever played baseball has tried to throw a knuckleball. <laughs> yeah. I, actually, in in uh, my early high school days, that was like my tip. <laughs> yeah, I figured I, 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 you know, just had to
0: ask, just had to be sure. Um, if any any other bullpen issue, any any comments, and anyone have any in, in regards to that, they want to share what their thoughts are. Anyone have any trade targets they can think of that the Reds might be able to get? Like I said, unfortunately, it's not going to be Xander Bogarts, but
2: I don't know i've got nothing i got nothing either man
0: it's it's just a process do you Uh,
1: want to go into we've got a lot of questions about yeah please um um lodolo and green um I, i don't know i don't know when when they're gonna get called up i wish i did um i mean i i think the reds are willing to supplement i i have an idea that i really wanted to run by carlos so I don't love the idea of throwing Hunter Green or Nick Lodolo in the bullpen because yes. of of being triggered because of what happened to Araldis Chapman, um, that's and that's probably a it's probably you know something I should just get over. It's not that big of a deal, but you know whatever it's it's it, it is what it is. What if what if the Reds tried for their fifth starter? So they moved Gutierrez to the bullpen, it has been great, but you know I don't think we expect Gutierrez to. to uh, be a lockdown starter all year what if the reds did a tandem start with with green and ladola do you think that could work carlos where each guy pitched four to five innings
2: i've i've never seen it work um I don't, you know the padres i think this year they they did a little bit of that with weathers and um what's the other that guy's got lament, it, lament? yeah lament I mean, they did okay. I mean, I guess it could work. It's it's just tough. Like, you know, starts which day, you know, who's piggybacking the next. I'm sure they would just rotate it. Um, but, I mean, at this point, sure, why not? I mean, it's not going to hurt them. It's different for the guy that's coming in from the bullpen. You don't get to do your your long toss, which is, you know, right off the bat for a rookie, it's like mentally it's it's there. Like, man, my, my arm doesn't feel loose or I'm not quite there or start throwing. Do I start throwing in the third inning because I'm going to throw the sixth inning? Do I start throwing in the fourth? Like, there's, it takes a while to learn how to come out of the bullpen, um, which they wouldn't be expected to get hot right away, I understand. But it's, I mean, that's, for it to work out, you know, everything's got to work together and it's got to be like, you know, perfect world, yeah, okay, it, it worked out well. So that second guy's almost got to be
1: treated like a reliever. Got to be almost sort of like uh, – I mean, there's
2: no – I mean, uh, you know, just think about it. Whenever you have like a, a doubleheader, uh, like now it's like two sevens. So if it's a normal starter pitcher who's going to throw that second game, you know, as soon as the first game's over, you know, he's out there moving around, exercising, long tossing. He's got his 30- 30 to 35-minute routine – but the reliever that's going to throw that second game like it's going to be a bullpen game he goes out there 8 minutes before the game's going to start and he goes through his normal routine so you try to put that that second starter to come the reliever he doesn't know what to do you know everybody can tell him hey okay start throwing early um, you know start moving around but it's it's not the same at all it's a totally different world i know it sounds to like you know the casual viewer the casual fan that I mean, what's the big deal? He's throwing the ball. It's not, it's, it's a totally different thing. Like baseball players go off of their routine since they were little kids. They do the same thing over and over and over and over and over. That's how they get good because they do this thing over and over and over and over and over. And all of a sudden this, you know, these young guys, you want to stick them out there to do this. It's like a, the shock. It's like, Whoa, throwing them in a cold pool. You know, it's like, Oh, you know, that, that's what I think about that. Yeah, no, I, I
1: love that love that perspective. I have I have no idea. You know, I don't. I, don't I obviously don't know what it's like to to come on to uh, enter Sandman and you
2: know. Go yeah, on. I mean, speaking from personal experience too. Like, um, you know, we did that in in low A and um, they had you know pitchers do that. There was I had it was me and Thomas Paul. He was a rounder. Um, I got called up and they wanted us to piggyback each other and we would flip and you know, whenever I was a starter, I threw the hardest whenever it was like the fifth, sixth, seventh inning, you know, that's where like, for me, I was, I was still like 92, 93, you know, but, and so that's what they were expecting for me once they moved me to the bullpen, but I just, I could never do it. They had me get up like, okay, Carlos, you've got the eighth inning. So we want you to start throwing in the, in the sixth inning, get that arm on it. And I'm like, I, I tried it. I couldn't do it. It's, I mean, for whatever reason, mentally, um, maybe it just took my arm a hundred pitches to get loose. You know, counting counting uh, the warm ups, I, I don't know. I just could never do it, and you know, I just remember Tim Nairing being pretty upset at the fact that he they, they thought that I pulled one over on him and wasn't throwing as hard on purpose, which is silly because I mean, any major league hitter would tell you ninety miles an hour versus ninety three is no difference to them at all. So, do you think uh,
1: that? do you think that if, if you were going to move one of them or both of them to the bullpen, do you think there would be any value to not using them just as a traditional, you know, pitch whenever with the lead or, or, in a certain role, do you think there would be any value to scheduling when they pitch? Like saying you are pitching two innings on this day or, or anything like that, or do you think it, it wouldn't matter?
2: No, I, I don't I don't like that because, I mean, what if he's throwing in a, in a blowout? It's just, just the point of having him up there. He's going to be just pitching in a, in a blowout or, like, no, I don't think that would work.
0: Okay. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. I think the other thing, too, like you mentioned, is, like, it's, in that circumstance, where like, you're getting up in the sixth inning to throw in the eighth. What if the pitcher is, like, a four-pitch inning? Like, doesn't that kind of throw things off a little more?
2: Yeah, it definitely does. And then that's the advantage of being a reliever because you're like, okay, first guy got out, swung the first pitch. Okay, let me pick it up a little bit. Ball one, two outs, holy shit, start going like right away. But you already have that in you. Your body knows what it needs to do. Okay, I got to start picking up. You know, a reliever usually only needs about 12 pitches and he's ready to go. I mean, starters throw 12 fastballs to the outside corner and then they move to the next pitch. And they move to the next pitch. They throw like 50, 60 pitches in the bullpen.
1: Yeah, one other um, uh, question that kind of is good to throw in here with this is is about <clears throat> about Jeff Hoffman, pitched yesterday in Louisville. Uh, I think he pitched two solid innings. Um, um, can he help out the bullpen? Um, I don't think you're going to stick Jeff Hoffman in the seventh inning and he's going to be your, your savior, but I, I doubt anyone actually thinks that. Um, you know, his walk rate is – you know I, I don't see how that translates well to the bullpen but the the um I think it's it, the comment was from we got to make sure I get this from, from from Meathead Reds so Meathead Reds thanks for 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 listening uh your What's question your name? but the the comment actually had a great like uh, uh, statement or whatever said you know could Jeff Hoffman you know give value being able to pitch two two or three innings at a time so yeah I mean that's where his value would be is let Jeff Hoffman eat up the, the blowouts, or, you know, even if, you know, you know, when the Reds do get a seven run lead, I think Jeff Hoffman's a decent pitcher to pitch with a seven run lead, um, and I think he can give you, you know, maybe those, those multiple endings kind of, uh, kind of fill that, that Sal Romano role, you know, he's probably better than Sal Romano, I don't know, I mean, he at least, I hope can, so, he at least can strike guys out, so, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think he has value in, in that sense, but, I think anyone expecting him to be good is probably a stretch, but you never know. I mean, I, when Robert Stevenson went to the bullpen, I thought that was going to be a disaster. But for some reason, some reason he threw strikes in the bullpen. Uh, do you have any idea why that is, Carlos? Why uh, someone coming into higher pressure situations where you like are, it's even more painful to walk a guy, why some guys have better command in those situations?
2: just think in the bullpen, it's like, it's less, it feels unless you're like, you know, a seventh, eighth, ninth inning guy, you know, the old school or the way it was set up that way. There's really not a whole lot of pressure. You know, as a starter, you, you've got a game plan. You know, you've thought about this for five straight days, four straight days. You got a plan like the outside corner is going to set up. You know, the ball, the, you know, the split finger in the, like, you have to do that kind of stuff in the, in the bullpen. It's like, we don't really even set up on the corners. You set up on thirds, like thirds of the plate, like just throw it here, throwing it hard enough, throw it here. Your stuff is nasty enough. Just throw it here. We don't need to to pin it, uh, you know, with your control as a, like, a, like a starter does a bullpen. You'll two great, two good pitches. You can you can be a good reliever with two good pitches. You'll be one with three, or or your second one being really above average. You can be a great bullpen guy, but I think I just think it's just it's less stressful to be out of the bullpen because you don't have to be perfect. Like you know, like the, circling back around to my point earlier, like I'll just use like Lucas Sims. Like he's all over the place. His numbers look amazing. Like you know, some of the stats that y'all send, it's all like 98 percentile. Like he's doing awesome, but watching the game, he's all over the place. Like rarely is has been hitting his spots, but it's, you know, we got good results and that's fine. You'll take it every day of the week, but it's just like something that you watch out for. It's a little, you know, you can get away with a lot more bullpen. Yeah,
0: that's fair. For those who are complaining about the bullpen, do not look at Rice Glacius numbers today. You'll be more upset. Just, just letting you know now.
1: You can look Good. at Archie Bradley's, though, if you want to feel better. Yes, yes. We had that. a really bad day today. So Do
0: that. But Rice sales were pretty fantastic. Um, Maybe he'll be available. would that be, like, something? Wouldn't that be?
1: <laughs> I think, honestly, if, if the Reds' trade deadline moves were Ricell Iglesias and Freddie Galvis, I mean, I think that would just be the most – like, you know what? I would just say, hey, you know what? I tip my cat. You admitted you screwed up. You fix the mistake, and we move <laughs> on. And, and anyone who wouldn't say, you know, hey, good job. You know what? Get, just get out of here. You're a hater. You're going to hate no matter what.
0: It reminds but me of – going to happen. Uh, so it, you saying that makes me laugh because it was like a stretch in like <laughs> 2000 – I think 2010. You guys remember Adam Rosales to play with the Reds for a little bit. Um, he had this weird, like, stretch. If you look at his baseball reference, like, pages, transactions, where he was like – it was like, released by the A's, signed by the Rangers released by the Rangers, signed by the A's. And it was like a two or three weeks span where he was just like going back and forth. Like That's what that reminds me of.
1: Yeah. You can find that on about like 80% of the Reds current bullpen. If you check. <laughs>
0: transactions. Yeah. Today, when uh Monday, when Josh Lott just came in, I went, who is that? And I had to like, look him up. And I was like, I know that's bad for me to say on a baseball podcast, but I literally was like,
1: <laughs> I, I was like, I've heard the name. I, I can't, I can't place the guy.
0: Did so he for the Cubs last year? I'm like, he did.
1: I thought he was right handed. So, <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I thought he was a right hand. I looked up, oh, he's lefty. I was like, oh, interesting.
0: Yeah. It's, yeah, it is what it is. Um, real quick, before we get into our next topic, I wanted to kind of talk about this real quick. Uh, so, Carlos, you, you texted us uh, last week and everyone was super stoked about Hunter Green's eight strikeouts and his A Louisville debut. But you went, did he give up four homers? Um, and you kind of made point that what you've seen is like, obviously the fastball is brilliant. It's fantastic. He's, you know, 20 years old throws a 104, but you kind of expressed like some concern with his off-speed stuff. And you said that's probably part of the reason why he had that struggle. He pitched really well today for Louisville, five innings, two hits, six strikeouts, um, hit hundred multiple times in the gun. But, and you kind of talked about the importance of like that second pitch like what was it that really kind of jumped out to Was it just the box scores or is there something you've seen in his like repertoire that you're like, man, that guy's got to figure out a changeup or something.
2: I mean, the really, how I've seen him pitch was the spring training outings, like being able to watch it. And right away, I was like, those aren't big league, you know, secondary pitches. You know, those are just something that's different than throwing a hundred, which you can get away with at, you know, all the way up to a triple a, just depending, you know, but that's that's not going to play out in the big league. Like, it, it could have been, you know, just the dry air in Arizona. It's hard to spin the ball. Like, it really is. Um, it could have been that. I haven't seen anything, but, like, you know, you just reading off a box score. Six strikeouts whenever you throw 100 miles an hour. That's not, especially in the world that we live in today where everybody is striking out. Like, that's kind of a little red flag for me. Like, what, what's going on? What is, what is considered his second best pitch anyway? Like, I don't know.
1: I think it was a it's, it's hard to be down on the guy.
2: You know, there's so much like, yeah, there's so much, you know, invested in him in the future. And he's like, he's, he's going to have a lot of weight on his shoulder. It gets up to the big leagues. You know, people are going to expect big things from him. And it's just, I want to see it. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see it. Um, I, I hope he develops that. Those pitches well. Um, that may, maybe he, he might be, you know, a couple starts and then straight to the bullpen, and, you know, or he doesn't have to worry about those other pitches right now, just you know, c- concentrate fastball, change up and slap or whatever out of the bullpen. But I don't know, I'm it just, it just makes me think like there's just not enough strikeouts for me, you know. He, he what would you say, two hits,
0: two hits and six strikeouts, but no iron runs,
2: two hits, three walks. Yeah, walks. I didn't see the walks. I think it was three walks. Okay. Yes, yeah, I mean that's right around a one, which is okay, not great, but it's okay. So, I don't know. We'll see.
0: Yeah. That's I'd fair. love to see
2: a game like. Is there a, way, or is there a way to to watch those those games, or do you have to subscribe to Minor League Baseball? I'm not sure.
0: I think you do. So you got to pay. I think it's like forty bucks, and then like you get like every single minor league game. Like I don't think they have blackouts on that, if I remember correctly
1: no no they don't
2: um I, i've it's never not the best camera but it,
0: yeah it's shot like at yeah. a camcorder in center field like so on the batter's eye
1: it, yeah it, you're it, not
2: gonna be able to see the quality it, of the pitches
1: if they covered it a little bit better i maybe i would i don't know it would be i, I wish i had time on my hands to watch every right. league game like i i man <laughs> like yeah there's, there's i like, would
2: kill it You're gonna go from oh, four and a half to two i don't yeah. think you need that in your life nick um
1: in yeah. fact in fairness on hunter green his strikeout rate is striking out 13 he's striking out 13 per nine um 13k per nine um which is like about this high, almost like it would be like probably in the top i don't know 20 in baseball um so yeah i mean i think he is I think he, I, I think that was just maybe, you know, a, a weird, weird number today. I was actually listening to another podcast, uh, part of the punctuation want to give them a shout out. Uh, they were talking about Hunter green. They had a guy, um, hopefully I see his name right. Uh, Aram, uh, Layton, uh, national, um, um, prospect guru guy. And he was talking about, about green and actually said the exact same things that you were saying, um, said, man, all the talent in the world, but, but the, the two pitches are, are a, uh, our um, are, are concern. And the most interesting thing that he said is, so he said that, you know, Lodolo and green were pitching back to back when they were both in Chattanooga. And he said he talked to several players of a team that had just, just played them. And they all, all of them could cons- consensually said uh, that they thought Ladolo was, was tougher than green. So um, I found that interesting. And then I, fu- I then I was like, why did the reds move green to triple a and, not Ladolo because remember it wouldn't I don't think it would make a be a big deal in a normal year but remember you can't go straight from double A to to, right. to the major so I don't know it's a little a little interesting I mean, it makes sense that Lodolo would be kind of more major league ready you know just because he, he pitched in college um, um, but, but yeah I, I I did you know I I did you know find that interesting I mean the other thing with Green is you know a guy that throws that hard is going to get you know probably going to get hurt at some point you want to waste these innings in, in the minor leagues, you know, it's, it's, it's a hard balance. I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't know, I don't know if I would want to be making the decision on it's... when to call up Hunter green. I don't think it's, I don't think there's a, 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 a for sure
2: right and wrong answer. I think it's, yeah, it's a, not it's not a tough call. You could screw it up either way. Conspiracy alert. Conspiracy alert. Maybe the ownership is just bringing him up to save face with the fans this year. We're not oh, yeah. going to I mean... get anybody else, but we're going to, we're going to call up Hunter green.
0: Yeah, you, you That's called, worked so well before in the past.
1: The Billy Hamilton effect.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Wagner. <laughs> Anyone remember that name? Don't.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: So. He's my class.
0: Was he?
1: Mm-hmm. I oh, didn't man. know that. I really hope so they agree. didn't move him up to Triple A only just because, hey, that'll make us look good. Oh, <laughs> Carlos, no, don't put that in my head. Well, I'm saying he'll get the call
2: up to the big leagues. Like yeah, but, the I mean, that's, that's, the
1: the, that, that's the precursor for That's it. the route now, yeah. I mean, ugh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, here's
0: the other irritating thing, and I know it doesn't matter at this point because of how he was drafted, but what was his position in the field when he was in high school and he was a two-way player? Shortstop! Shortstop!
1: In <laughs> there, baby. <laughs> I mean, he can, days. Days. Yeah. he can play the other four days. He can play the other four days. Naturally,
0: go Tani. Let's go. You talked about Lorenzo being Otani? No, sir. No, sir.
1: Hunter, hunter otani Otani, <laughs>
0: let's get it start that hashtag folks we seem to be having that as a trend um but i guess kind of would, on the same topic go ahead i'm sorry
1: probably out hit farmer <laughs> yeah. sure i do the gloves there yet but
0: <laughs> yeah i want to touch on this real quick because i asked this to our uh, to our audience on twitter this week i thought it was a fun thing so um I'm sure if you follow baseball you're well aware that number one prospect in baseball Tampa Bay Rays shortstop Wander Franco made his major league debut yesterday and hit a hit a homer at Tropicana Field um which like I guess was like I mean it's awesome it's a major league homer so we had a lot of people I asked the question of what Reds prospects is like were you the most excited about when they made their call up and we got a lot of them so I'll try to read just a few of them and maybe we can t- talk about that but um we had charlie daniels at the trade deck he asked he said homer bailey hype draft pick and the pitching had been so bad for the previous decade it was always well they can hit now if they'll find some pitching i used to jerk that homer should have been nicknamed neo i like that one um i think an obvious one a lot of people brought up was jay bruce i think like you know nick talked about that in the past and how like his come up and then being minor league player of the year and just like, just how he raked and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, you're going to have him in an outfield with Griffey and Dunn. Um, So we heard that from quite a bit of people. And then um, the Iowa pun returner, I've actually never heard this one. And I'm shocked because they, obviously who he was. We always heard about the Bruce hype, but he said, Joey Votto. He's like, you know, Votto came up in 07 with Bruce. And we knew that was a solid foundation. Um, you know, obviously Joey finished second rookie of the year that year, Jay fifth to Giovanni Soto that's going to be a trivia question one day who got rookie of the year over Joey Votto like that is going to for sure be a trivia question one day that everyone's going to be like
1: only because the Cubs made the playoffs every single statistic Votto edged out stupid yes money so (laughs) so Iowa
0: Parcher had Votto Um, and then you know our guys from Part of the Punctuation talked about Homer again and the last one that kind of stunned out to me was Hunter Biven said Tony Singrani and I was not expecting that whatsoever um I do remember Sangrani coming up and like his first game I think he threw like five or six innings and had a base hit at Wrigley Field and I was like oh this is fun this is nice um one that kind of shocked me I didn't see a whole lot of and it was probably mine as far as like just that hype and excitement was Nick Senzel like when he got his call up you know you heard about that week because he remember he was out for a little while he was injured got to the end of spring training and he comes back to like AAA local. He just rakes it for like two weeks. And they're like, he'll be up this Friday for the Giants. And like, I immediately like, like got on my phone and bought tickets because I had to see it. He had like an infield single his first game. But like, I'm kind of shocked I didn't see more of Nick Senzel on that
1: list. Recency, recency uh, bias and, and how yeah. how things have, the, have turned out
2: so far. The Mike Leak going straight was pretty cool. Like, I was pretty excited that was cool. that. Yeah. When they announced he's going straight to the show I was like, what? Oh, oh that was, was cool. a crazy move that
1: that uh that that paid off. I mean that he, he I mean he wasn't like great for that team, but if you kind of look at you know their you know their their triple A depth, you know, that year, I mean, he certainly helped them. He and and they, they really to, struggled right? all out of the the gates that year too. I think a lot of people forget. I mean, they, they were below five hundred, I think, into May. Yeah. Um. And, and you know if they had another starter that you know would have been on that team, uh, Josh Fogg or someone like that. I mean, it was getting blown up. I mean, I, who knows? It could have derailed that year.
0: You know, it was weird. You know who pitched for Louisville that year? I just I totally forgot about it until I was looking something up the other day because I was thinking about that. Brett Tomko pitched for the Louisville bats that year.
1: In 2010.
0: Yeah. It was ten or twelve. It's it was one of the it was one of the playoff years. But I was like, Brett of Tomko? all people.
1: Wow. I was actually at a uh, Cingrani's, uh, that that game in, in uh, Wrigley you were talking were about. You? Yeah, awesome. actually, I met his parents. They were, like, the nicest people in the world. His dad is a White Sox fan, and this that was the first time he'd ever stepped foot in, in Wrigley. Um, uh, never forget that. Um, are, cool. are we giving ours? Yeah, go for it. So For me, I, I mean, I think it has to be Chapman,
2: yeah. you know, for me.
1: I mean, I think the thing I, a lot of people forget is, like, it wasn't like it is now there wasn't like a Jordan Hicks's and, and you know, like no one did what he did. It was such a novelty. And um, man, just every time he came in, it was just, it it was like a, a a rock concert. It was a, it was an experience. So, I mean, yeah, it has to, it it has to be Gibby Chapman. Um, um, I mean, I guess future Reds hall of famer role as Chapman. I mean, yeah, yeah sure. he has to be in there right
0: yeah I have uh I, so I was at clinchmas and when he came in the ninth inning it was my first time seeing him and I was like you know and it was cool because like I remember like when I was a kid going to riverfront and seeing like I went there in the home run routes so like when McGuire from the bat you would just see all these cameras just like taking pictures of him and all these flashes and it was like that with Chapman and so like you know and you got to see it for a few years and like you know he kind of had that like that vibe of like, you know, Carlos talked about pitching in San Diego and Trevor Hoffman came out and Hell's Bells played. And you're like, your arm just like like Chadman, when like you heard Rage Against Machine, you did that stop as the bullpen thing opens and runs out. You were like, fuck yeah, let's go. Like you were just so fired up. Am I allowed to say that? I apologize if I'm not. Um, sorry for if the kids are watching. Um, but yeah, man, that was that was awesome. And like you remember pretty well like his debut against the Brewers when like he just came out immediately and was just like, hitting 103 and striking everybody out and it was like it was it was awesome man It was so great
2: did you see in that same field last night the padres and the dodgers team? no that reliever that came in made his major league debut they're up three to one i think it was either the eighth or the ninth it was the eighth inning he came in three to one he was like bases loaded and he just came in throwing 99 mile an hour sinkers. Just nasty. Like he didn't even have time to be nervous. It was just like it was a playoff game. And here you go, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like that's what I feel like that kind of could be something that um, that um, you know those two starters down in double A, AA, triple A, Ladolo, um, and, and Stevenson come up and, and just throw gas out of the pin in late September. That'd be nice.
1: yeah i mean ladola for how good he is i mean you i think he throws in the the mid 90s i mean you start getting getting you know him with his his more more craftiness you know man he could be just a a massive weapon and the reds don't have a good left-handed pitcher right now in their bullpen um um, i mean i think i think garrett's you know looked better i mean i think it's like eight of the last nine appearances he has not a lot of run you know but I mean, they've been like one or two batters. Bell's been strategically using him, and I think very, very, you know, smartly to 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 uh, uh, kind of sneak past. And, and but yeah, I mean, he would be he'd be your top left-handed reliever if you put him in the bullpen yeah. right now. And um, the 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 the, uh, the division has a lot of left-handed batters too. You know, the Brewers. You have. Um, yelich navarez uh, i think we'll go back one of the dl yeah. bradley i mean that's like four left-handed batters in their lineup the cubs have have uh have rizzo and jock peterson um the cardinals don't have a lot but um but yeah i mean the you know, two of your top two teams in first place have a lot of left-handed batters so um definitely could have some some value in those games
0: yeah i definitely could see that i think uh it's exciting to be having the conversation alone um just because you know we're so used to that stretch there for like the you know after the robert stevenson draft like nick travieso didn't make the majors Nicky howard is now back in the reds organization but you know we're hoping the best there up until like tyler stevenson like it was like it was pretty pretty dull there for a while
1: yeah i mean the stevenson and India sure sure look like uh uh um, good draft picks I think both were and he was what five and and Stevenson yeah. was like 12 or something like that um I mean those aren't like your, are you know for sure for sure things at, at those picks and I mean they, they they just every night every night they're they're they do something impressive and um I think you got Tyler Stevenson has got to be playing more I don't I don't care what the, who has to suffer that guy has got to be playing um five six times a week I just he's he's got to be in the lineup I mean that is your future I mean you know you, you don't have catchers that that hit like he does with with that kind of plate discipline and um I don't think he's a bad defensive catcher either I think he's no. I think he's fine and he's a rookie you know I, I think um a rookie that came from you know didn't go to college you know straight out of high school um he's, he's a young kid and, man battled injury just and just so much talent um, man, I, 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 that's the guy I, uh, I said to someone the other day, I said, so if I was getting a red Jersey be Tyler Stevenson. I'm going to Tyler Stevenson in Jersey. And that's the, that's the guy.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm kind of getting, I'm on the India route right now. I think,
1: uh, I think I'm getting there. I think Stevenson's uh, knock on wood. I think Stevenson is a, when I, well, when I'm doing a Jersey, it's, it's, uh, it, it's not just who's like my favorite player. Yeah. Who's gonna be here and be productive for the longest time? I think Stevenson probably would be, have the higher percentage of the two of being a uh, um, a for sure thing, you know, for sure MLB starter for years. But I don't know. I mean, India, I don't see anyone, you know, unseating him anytime soon.
0: Yeah, he's he's a bad dude for sure, man. Um, all right, so up this weekend. Four games with the Braves, who a lot of people preseason were very high on and are very much underperforming. Uh, they do have National League rookie MVP candidate Ronald Acuna Jr. in center field, who right now has the most leadoff home runs of anyone in baseball. He's basically Ricky Henderson right now, apparently. If you read Braves fans. Um, other than that, though, it's really weird to see them struggle. Like Freddie Freeman is not, you know, defend his MVP very well for a while. You probably, you know, and then. They're kind of like going through a bunch of young guys as well. Like you're at home where you play really, you know, for the most part you play really well, minus what the Giants and Dimeback series, you can say like they've been pretty awesome at home for the most part. Um, And then I like looked and maybe it's been updated, but when I looked on the MLB app today, the Braves didn't have like their projected starters for any game yet listed. Um, So obviously there's 2020 postseason on a lot of Reds fans' minds. I get it. I do promise that the Reds will score more in this series than they did in that series.
1: And don't test uh, it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um, you got your guys' thoughts on this on this matchup. Obviously, it feels like right now with how the Braves are kind of rolling, it's you know get through Acuna and you got a shot. So I feel pretty comfortable about the series.
1: Yeah. So um, on the 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 Braves, so there's a on Fangrass, as a site part of Fangraph's roster resource that tells you the projected starter. So it doesn't necessarily, um, um, these aren't announced yet, but this is like who lines up and who they're guessing and they're, you know, pretty up on it. So they have Josh Tomlin, Drew Smiley, Ian Anderson and Kyle Muller. Um, so outside of Ian Anderson, um, I mean that's uh, that's that's some pitching you should be able to uh, do some some damage against Smiley five eleven ERA worse worse peripherals Tomlin four point nine nine uh, he's Josh Tomlin um, man, <laughs> um, I mean yeah I mean that's that's a, a, a pretty pretty good matchup for the for the Reds offense man I, I guess. You know when when, it, when when you know Ronald goes and hits a leadoff home run, I'll be like, okay, it's fine. You know, <laughs> the Reds are going to score two. Um, um, so yeah, I mean that 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 shapes up to, shapes up to be a good one. And 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 uh, yeah, I mean just you know that Ian Anderson, but that's uh, against Luis Castillo. That could be a uh, that that's a rematch of Game Two.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So
0: I'm looking now like Dancy Swanson is hitting not very well. Freddie Freeman, like I said. You know, they were so high on Ozzy BS and he's not hitting very well. Um, Austin Riley has been pretty good this season. But their offense has not been, like, what we know the Braves to be. Obviously, you know, we're not talking about, like, Fred McGriff and Chipper Jones walking through the door by any means. But they are, you know, these are guys we've read about for years, and they're middle of the pack. You know, they're pretty similar to the Reds right now. They just have to face Jacob DeGrom a lot more than the Reds bullpen do. Bullpen will
2: get them right. <laughs> Oh, oh, you don't want to look at the expected
1: numbers on Freddie Freeman. Uh, oh, man. He's, uh, there's quite a discrepancy there. So he is, uh, oh, I hate to say it, but he might be.
2: Due. He might
1: be due. Uh, great. You I'm going Friday.
2: He's <laughs> probably going to hit the Toyota truck.
1: <laughs> Maybe twice. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: oh, boy. Um, yeah, that's gonna be fun. Yeah, um,
1: Acuna has actually uh, been unlucky. Um, <laughs> what? I mean, we're talking pretty slightly, but uh, um, it's in this podcast now. Come on, we're on a good note. <laughs> He's been unlucky this year.
0: <laughs> oh man! So for the Reds, for anyone wondering who hasn't looked yet, tomorrow night it's Tony Santian who two starts in. You know, done the best he could. Wasn't very good in the San Diego series, but. That's a tough lineup to make your second career start against. Um, Friday, we got Vlad Gutierrez, who had his first, you know, rough outing, but recovered. Um, Saturday, like like Nick said, we got a, the game two matchup with Luis Castillo back on the mound, who has pitched really well last four or five games. Like, we're we're seeing the turnaround coming, like we all talked about. And then Sunday, you're looking at Tyler Mallet taking the mound. So, um, I feel comfortable in the series. I do. I, I maybe shouldn't say that, because Nick has now got me thinking about ronald acuna jr of all people being unlucky but
1: nowhere near freddie freeman's uh, <laughs> uh the regression or the whatever the opposite of regression is or that that's coming it's coming
0: freddie freeman struck out was struck hmm. out by anthony rizzo this year i feel like that at that point he should have just given his mvp trophy back that should have been like all right man you here's this but yeah you know, that's either here or there so hmm. oh boy i was going into this and i was like I think they'll win three or
1: four, and now I'm going, uh uh-oh. Freddie Freeman, unlucky Freddie Freeman, has a 116 weighted runs created plus. That's the same as Jonathan India, who is our savior. Like, (laughs) don't don't sell that guy short. It's a mistake, man. It's a mistake. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Abort, abort, abort. Freddie, we love you. You're great. uh, We're not waking you up. You
0: deserve the MVP. It was yours from this jump. Yes. Yeah, but I don't know. I was kind of Doug Braves fans. I always thought they were pretty cool. Like, when they would come to Cincinnati, they were fun. I just hated when they tried to do the chop here. It was kind of weird.
1: Were you not alive in 1995? I was,
0: but, you know, I was six.
1: If you would have been a couple years older, you would not have liked the Braves. It took me a long, long time to not like it. Like, the Braves were my cardinals for for most of my childhood man that, that, <laughs> that team crushed my dreams i mean
0: yeah, yeah. and then the indian dreams too yeah. but that's either here nor there i guess um so before we get out of here anything you guys want to touch on anything any cool stuff in the chat we wish we should highlight or
1: check the chat one more time um um Thanks Dylan for the, the love. Appreciate you watching. Got some, some nice stuff. What about going, Oh, here's a good one. What about going to a six man rotation when great comes back? I mean, I think I would just rather throw someone else in the, the bullpen than that. I don't want to take any starts away from, from, from Tyler Malley, Wade Miley, Luis Castillo. Um, um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, the Brewers are doing it because I guess that's their plan to, to save their pitchers this year. So I, I mean, if the only way I support is if it's, if, it, if they think it's going to help save the pitchers throughout the year, I don't think it's going to help you win more games. Now I think it would probably do the opposite.
2: Um, but
1: yeah, I mean, and yeah, that's,
2: I would, I would only do. Sorry. Go ahead, Carlos. No, I said, I would only do that if, you know, if it was Hunter green coming you know, with like Hunter Green, Gray, Mally, Miley, Castillo, who am I missing? Maybe even Gutierrez. Like, okay, I can live with that as Gutierrez being the sixth guy. If you want to, that's and that would be only just to preserve probably gray and green. Yeah. I wouldn't be upset with that. Yeah.
0: I'm down for that. But yeah, other than that, I'm with you. Um, yeah put Gutierrez in the bullpen at that point
1: that's where I'm at yeah I mean well I mean Gutierrez is, is going to stay in there we we'll, would we'll still be able to stay in the rotation when Gray comes back I mean right that's true yeah I mean Gutierrez could stay in the rotation the rest of the year unless you put Hunter Green, Nicoladolo or Lorenzen in the rotation I mean or Santion discovers it and you know pitches lights out I mean they, there has to be someone to move him out there's not I know it feels like it feels like there, that there is two open spots in the rotation with Sanion and Gutierrez, but but um so yeah, yeah
0: Bla- that's true. Vlad's definitely earned yeah. it.
1: He's yeah, yeah. I mean, he's definitely the the number five until he proves otherwise at this point.
0: Um, yeah, hopefully not Friday when I'm in attendance. I would I would be I would really appreciate that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the thing is you have to remember is there's gonna be so many injuries the, in the second half that. It, 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 could be good for the Reds. could be bad for the Reds, you know? Um, You know, I was watching a little bit of the Brewers game today and they, they showed like how many dudes they have on the, the IL right now. And I'm like, they're in first place. And they have that many guys on the IL, like, like, um, so I don't know. I mean, it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a weird second half, I think, you know, and I don't know how it'll it'll go for the Reds or not, but um, I, I wouldn't be shocked if there's a team that we think right now is a for sure lock in the playoffs that just gets decimated with injuries just because of the way that, you know, the season after the short season and then they, they fall apart. So, I mean, I don't could be could benefit. The Reds could make the Reds lose, you know, 90 games. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's the end of June.
0: The Mets bad luck's got to kick it at some point, you know, it's the
1: Mets. <laughs> yeah. They are the Mets.
0: Yeah. Like I, I know Jacob DeGrom's incredible um his era plus like stat is the craziest thing i've seen in my life but um yeah it, you know it's the mets something's got to happen Sorry,
1: unfortunately if, unfortunately if the mets collapse it doesn't help the reds because no, it doesn't at all the mets are in first place so someone's just going to take their spot and it's not yeah yeah I'm not gonna help the reds not whatsoever but
0: all right guys i think we kind of ran the course here for this one uh, thank you all for tuning in Next week, uh, Carlos gets to see his, his two children play against each other again, as the Reds will have a two-game set with the Padres after the Braves. Uh, I'm going to try to make one of those games, see Tatis in person. Depends on how the NBA Finals is looking. But um, thank you all for tuning in. Greatly appreciate it. Like we said, we're here every Wednesday on YouTube. Come hang out with us. We, I figured out what the issue was with technical difficulties, so we'll be clear from now on. And then also, we are on Spotify, we're on Stitcher, we're working on expanding in the podcast world. So once we are on additional channels for you all, we will be sure to let you know, just in case you missed a live episode. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Carlos. Everyone, thanks again for tuning in. Have a great night, and go Red.